that's that's a good way to start a podcast it's episode 66 of the three guys talking about podcast it's february 23rd of 2023 it is the bulldog turner edition of this podcast you guys know who bulldog turner is not a clue no 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 okay well so there were there were some other candidates but i just couldn't quite get myself to uh choose them uh, do you know any other 66s that are famous? That's a tough number. I have no, no idea, no. Well, uh, Ray Nitschke, the former Packer linebacker, was 66. He's out because he was a Packer. Fair. Uh, Fair. Larry Little, who played for the Cowboys, but I don't want to sound like a homer, so I went away from him. Alan Fanica. Oh, good career good in the NFL. Yeah, great. But he went to Ohio State. Great. So great career. He's out. Great career in the NFL. And I settled upon Bulldog Turner, sure. who was a Hall of Fame center and linebacker who played for the Bears in the 1940s. Yep. And I've got Chipotle, if you guys can answer what college he played for. Say his name now. Bulldog Turner. And you can't look it up. I feel like somewhere with a Bulldog is almost too easy, but I'm going to go Mississippi State. I am going to okay. go NC State. Uh, both of you guys are wrong. And Could I get another was, hint? Uh, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't know. He played at Hardin-Simmons. A D3 school out of Abilene, Texas. I'm going to be honest. Chipotle is trash anyway, so I, I missed on purpose. Okay, fair enough. Well, I would have I would have Venmoed you to go to, I don't know, wherever you want oh, to go. Poncheros. 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 You want okay, to Venmo me you. anyway, please go ahead. Uh, on your birthday, I will. Thank you. What did you get? And I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money, Ethan, to Venmo you for... A new vehicle. What, so, what did you, yeah, no, it's fine. We got it back. It's fine. Oh, okay. What did so, you give Grant today? I show. I sent him a happy birthday wish in the morning, and yep. I got him a uh, shared a picture of us back from what was it, 2017, when we were in Iowa together. Well, you said you were going to Venmo me, so why didn't you Venmo him? Ooh, ooh, that's a little. Did awkward. I Venmo you? No, but you uh, said you were going to. For your birthday, though, yeah, yeah, and like in like six months, you know, because yeah, his, birthday his birthday's in August. That's true. You kind of messed that one up there, bud. No, I don't think so. Well, and I, I don't have to Venmo him anything because it looks like I'm looking at Venmos right now, and it looks like uh, his sister Olivia Venmoed him uh, money for Chipotle. So we, we got it covered. We don't have to get him okay, anything. Well, and then. I gave him the gift of showing up, and he can see my face, and we can have a wonderful conversation. And then uh, and Miranda then will me money for lunch, too. Could that be Chipotle? Could it be something else? Who knows? But it's lunch. You get to decide. I get to decide. It's lunch. You do. So life life is good. It is. It is. But, And I'm, maybe I'm just being like Ethan and trying to be petty because – 
you guys didn't get me anything for my birthday, so I'm not going to get you guys anything. It's fine. You know, it's okay. I shared a photo on <laughs> on Instagram. That works. That's all I can ask but, for. Yep. Yep. So, so Ethan, your girlfriend got her car stolen. What's, uh, but it sounds like you guys got the car back. We did. Um, so it was stolen. I have no idea what time. Uh, sometime between eight o'clock Friday night going into seven twenty a.m. Uh, Saturday morning. So uh, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, we really did the whole Minneapolis experience this weekend. Uh, we really were, were you shot at? No, we didn't get shot at. Just a very generous oh, okay. uh, car stealing. You know, they had a rosary in the car though. So you know, thank God they believe in Jesus. Um, but uh, they no, left the rosary in the car. They left a rosary in the car. I shit you not. That sounds like a gang sign. Type it has thing. to be. It has to be. But yeah, I'd I be. Out, go ahead, Grant. I'd just be slightly frightened that um, they somehow got your address, and they're going to come back for more. Like, hey, you see this other rosary? You know, it was us. We you know, threw it away. Don't worry, it's okay. Oh, okay, good. Because that rosary is definitely tainted. You're, oh, you don't. Yeah, it's, it has do it. some bad juju on it. You got to take that to a priest and like exercise it, uh, exercise the demons out of it. So I don't know. Hannah's dad took it, so I'm gonna just pass oh. off on that one. Your hands are his hands are clean. His hands yeah. are clean, folks. I'm good. You know, I didn't touch it. I didn't look at it. I, t- I looked at it in a photo. That's all I did. Huh. But, uh, I guess okay. It's basically a game, Dylan. What they do is they pretty much steal a car. They run it down to E or basically on E on gas, and then they just steal another one. So pretty cool. Very now, nice. Ethan, if I'm not mistaken, is this the Kia Boys on TikTok? It, yes, it was basically the Kia Boys. That's probably where they got this idea from. Okay. But if you don't know what that is, I'm sure most people do. You literally just take the whole like panel off the thing, you stick a USB in it, and, and the car starts, which is kind of mortifying. That's crazy. All so it wasn't even like hot wired. Huh. So it wasn't like uh it wasn't like hot wired or anything. It just you put in a USB chip and it starts. Well, like there you got a hot wire something, but like that's how that that's like the main thing is the USB, like the Apple USB port. Oh wow. I don't know, I don't know what it was. They were trying to explain it, but yeah, it's kind of wild. Blew out the back window. That's how they got in. Back passenger seat. Oh wow. Oh, I thought you said that they they were able to like unlock it oh no we had no idea how they got it because about the time Hmm. before we went and actually like before they found it we had no idea how they got it because there was no glass on the ground anywhere so it was very hard for us to know but they pretty much broke it going in but yet none of the glass fell out which was kind of crazy to me or they had a cleanup crew come behind him and they picked up all the broken glass i don't know there's no there's a ton of glass in the car like tons but I'm saying, like, I'm saying, in the, well, I wouldn't sit on it then. I'm saying no. in the parking and the parking lot, if there wasn't any on the, you know, yeah, I, I mean, they uh, could have swept it up or something, but outside yeah, of your building or something, I don't know. Yeah, because that's crazy that, like, you would think even like if they break it to the inside, well, I guess there's that's really the only way. Like, yeah, you would you think there'd be at least yeah, some yeah, remnants yeah, or yeah. something. And like, I'm not gonna lie, huh. you know, Minneapolis is not the greatest city in the world. And I'm not here to promote it and say it is and say, oh, I love my city, blah, blah, blah. That's a bunch of bullshit. You you hear about these, you know, Kia boys. You think Philly, Chicago, Atlanta, Detroit. You never think it's going to happen in your city. Yeah. But then I guess, you know, with the, the path that the city's gone down these last couple of years, we shouldn't be surprised about anything. I mean, 
you know, shoot, that poor elementary kid was stabbed in school a couple of weeks ago in St. Paul. So not, nothing should surprise us anymore. This metro is kind of falling apart. And I, I don't live in a bad area. Like, it's a solid, nice neighborhood across the street from a golf course. So it's like. Maybe that's maybe that's why they area. did it. They knew they knew there'd be some value. Maybe they thought, "Hey, so I'm gonna leave some valuables in a car." Yeah, I I have no. They obviously targeted because it, it was a Kia, but yeah. yeah, just they just drove by and they're like, screw it, we're gonna steal this car, and they did. You literally just happened to be parked in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah, but now I get to pay fifty dollars more for a garage. So, hey, there you go. Winning, you know, like where you lived, like three years ago, when we went to when I came and visited, when we went to the uh, Viking or went to the NDSU Butler game. Yeah, yeah, I could see, I could see a car getting broken into there. Yeah, that was about three miles away, but three miles is a long ways. Yeah, but also, especially in Minneapolis, that spot was right by the the police the police station. Yeah, across the street. So, give or take. Huh. But yeah, so that, that happened this weekend, so it was fun. But it is also St. Louis Park PD, and anytime someone passes out um, at the gym and it's a medical emergency, they like to take their sweet old time. So maybe not the best. They were pretty damn solid uh, on this one, actually. I was kind of surprised. Okay. Um, they threw out – a Hannah had a car seat in there and some mail, and I called it in at about 7.45. By 10.30, they had found the – car seat in the mail just ditched on the side of the road uh, a little bit away from my apartment <laughs> by 233 they found the car so like I, who knows maybe they had it for 12 hours since midnight i have no idea but yeah. honestly, did they run like, it out of gas uh there were six miles left on it when we got to it at the impound lot oh wow so yeah they've now, been- here's here's my where was the gas tank on friday night because if they ran it down to e i want to say it was probably three quarters roughly pretty close Cheapers, criminy. I don't know where they went. Probably just a joyride around the Twin Cities. Yeah, where did they find it at? Uh, it was by Bidet McCosker or Lake Calhoun. Uh, Grant, you know there's that big building with like the massive. How far is that from? Around? How far is that from where you live? Two miles. Huh. So were they just hanging up for a joyride, trying to return it, and it's like, oh shit, we're uh, we're not, not gonna make so it. And just that's the thing. Screw? Where they where they dropped it off is a giant parking lot. So probably what they did, like the cops said. Drop it off in a big parking lot. You steal another car. You move. Go on. to the next car. What were you saying? Where was it by? E? Um, the across from Taberna, and then where they're building those giant new apartments. There's like that business building right just to the right of it, right by Bidet McCosco with the big beach chair in front of it. Yep, yep, it's, yep. It's yep. in that parking lot. Broad daylight. Yeah, right next to the lake. Yeah, it and right it's there. it's and, and you know it's that road is a busy road. It's a Friday night. People are going to the bars. There's Ubers left and right. But then again, they're just driving a car, and nobody thinks anything of it. No, nope. They're probably you know probably hotboxing in there too once they parked. It didn't. Smell well, they like couldn't hotbox it because the window. was That's broken. true. That's true. <laughs> but the crazy thing was, like, we get to the actual place for the impound lot, and the guy's like, "So, uh, just before you, just be careful when you sit down or when you look at." Like a lot of the times, these people put needles in between the seats on purpose, what? or if you see a, if you or if you see a hundred dollar bill, there's fentanyl on the other side. This is like worst case scenario stuff, but just just to make sure you know, I'm like, what in the hell is happening right now? Like, yeah, for him, worst case, for him, worst, worst, worst case scenarios, fentanyl and dot. Yeah, um, that seems. I, I'm not scenario. touching that thing until I get police to look at it and investigate 
make sure it's okay. I mean, yeah. Or some type of expert or whatever. I didn't see any needles. I didn't see any drugs. It didn't smell like weed. So, I mean, honestly, outside of the actual, like, steering wheel uh, part, it really wasn't in the window, obviously. Other than that, it really wasn't, like, trashed. Maybe they're just a bunch of dumb kids. I think it was teenagers just out there, 16-year-olds just fucking around. Yeah, they're just booze. They're just booze cruising, stealing a car, putting another Snapchat. Hey, shit! Look what we did. Yeah. You know, hey, shout out to the key, you know Kia boys doing all this dumb shit, and they thought it was mm-hmm. funny, and they're just gonna ditch it and let it run out of gas. Yeah, basically what they did. Oh, were were you featured on Minneapolis Crime Watch? Uh, I tweeted at there. I uh, I did actually, or Crime Watch Minneapolis, but uh, I did Whatever DM them saying like it got stolen, but by the time they responded. Uh, I'd already been found, so oh. I do. I was not able to get on there. Probably not the worst. Thing I will ever. say I am kind of disappointed in that uh, that Twitter page because, like, they they tweet like the original like crime that happens, and it seems like they never follow up on anything. Like the time when I was in Minneapolis in the Sinclair next to Grant's place, there was a shooting there. You never hear anything oh, they, more. Oh, about there was it. a murder. He died. Yeah, but they like they didn't say what the reason was. What oh, anything? Yeah. Like if they found the suspect, if he was, they did end up still, finding him it, later, a couple weeks later. I want did to they? say, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, oh. they found him a couple weeks later. Huh? But he's probably out of jail anyway, because let's be real, we don't prosecute here. We, we just, don't prosecute. We, we don't just prosecute. assume you're going to come back for your hearing and let you out on zero bail, even though you just cold blooded killed a guy. Well, it was a drug deal gone wrong, and he shot shot the guy in the chest. Yep. See you later. Later. <laughs> And to think, to think, when we were kids and we thought we were cool doing dumb shit, we'd walk around neighborhoods, ring people's doorbell, wake them up at three in the morning, you know, hide in their bushes and hear them, get off my lawn. I'm going to call the police on you little fuckers. And now people are stealing cars. Like, where so did it playing, go wrong? That or they're playing tag with shotguns. You know, it's just not a smart game. Yeah. Where, where did it all go Wait, wrong? They're playing. Who's playing tag with shotguns? I'm just in there shooting each other. Oh, oh, gotcha. Okay. That's a new way. That's a new way of saying that. Yeah. Okay, I've never heard hey, that. You're one. That's a good oh, one. Wait, you're dead. High win. <laughs> oh wait, it's not Family Guy. You don't get to come back to life. No, that's, you do not. That's like that episode. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Grant <laughs> was that episode of guys. Don't shoot at Lois because she's scared. She's scared. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they turn the lights off and bang, just shots everywhere. <laughs> but. <laughs> Oh, what a great show. But, well, I'm glad you got the vehicle back. Is the window fixed? Um, No update. I've not heard from uh, from Brian yet, but I would assume no. I don't think this, uh, they put anyone out there yet today, as far as I know. But hopefully well, soon, considering we're about to get 60 inches of snow. It's who, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah it, it, like you said, Ethan, it sounds like it's just never going to stop. Yeah, I saw you guys are getting hit pretty hard with snow. Yeah, we're projected anywhere to 18 to 22 inches. Ugh, we were supposed to get like four to six tonight, I think I heard. But, hey, guess who's leaving Friday, so I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah. It's, it's funny. Alec is leaving on, on Friday, too. Um, so to I'll Friday? be – he's going to Raleigh oh. and, then, and then Chapel Hill to see a, hey, we'll be close. To see, to see a below-average basketball team. <laughs> hey, when is he, what, what flight is he on? What time does he fly out? Uh, Southwest leaves at twelve thirty. Oh, okay. So he's, not, he's not playing Delta. No, I uh, think 
By Friday, by Friday, I think everything should be good because they're going to oh, yeah. have. We're not flying out till six. Like, well, plenty of time. Oh yeah, you guys are good. The city would have to be basically dead if we don't fly out. Well, yeah, and and you got to think they're going to have plows and heavy machinery out every single night. Oh yeah, and like, so I mean, yeah. if you're trying to fly out Tuesday night through Thursday, you're probably SOL. Like that. Yeah, I, my mom heard they're already giving out vouchers. I believe it. There's no oh, no wow. flights going to head out of here in, in those 48 hours. I'm just glad I wasn't leaving this week, man. I would have been. I would. That would have been two times in a row. Mother Nature told me to fuck yeah, up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you get to see Tommy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get to so see how, Tommy. So how was Florida, Grant? Oh, what's uh, what what'd you guys all do? I know you were uh, Siesta Key. So are you the? Are you going to be on a be a contestant on the next season or? Unfortunately, was that? Unfortunately, not. I wasn't able. To oh, what the do, hell! I wasn't able to run into the beautiful people, um, down there, and. uh Actually, after watching this season finale, it almost looked like a series finale. Oh, um, it, you, you missed your calling. I missed my calling to be a, a douchebag, um, attention whore Florida man, which I think actually is my true calling. This is true. You know, it's kind of a shame. Okay, keep going. Kind of a shame I missed out on that. So that was, like I said, I think Siesta Key might be done. So you just have to go down to the Sarasota area and enjoy the beach yourself. Um but yeah, down in Florida, just a lot of perfect uh, Florida things. How was the beach? Absolutely fantastic. Was it? Oh my! What well, is can't water tell pretty by clear? Your eyes. What was that? I can't tell water by your raccoon pretty... eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The water was clear. It was cool. Um, it was cool, cool out there on Saturday. They actually had a rip. Was it a rip tide warning out? Okay. It was breezy off off the Gulf there, and uh, it could have um, taken you in for a ride if you got out a little too far. But the water was cool, and I couldn't get over how how fine the sand was. Like if you oh. if you want to go to that beach and build a uh, uh, sand castle, you're not doing it there because you could fill your bucket up and turn it over, and as soon as you lift it off the sand, it's just gonna poof, it's gonna fall because it's that it's that thin and that grainy. Um, but and it was the sand was so cool. Like you know, if you're out there in the hot Florida sun, you know all you had to do was essentially just you kind of go two inches below the sand and get that base layer. And it, it felt like it was 15, 20 degrees colder than anything else. And that would help cool you down right away. Nice. Uh, what was the temp like there? So Saturday was the coolest day. And when I say the coolest day, uh, the high was 77. Oh, tough. Yeah, it was tough. You poor soul. I woke up Saturday. I'm not going to lie. I was, you know, down there for three or four days. And my blood thinned out a little bit. Woke up. It was 54 degrees. I had my long sleeve on, and I was like, whew, it's kind of chilly, guys. That's <laughs> just pathetic. So, no, it, 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 it is a thing. I give Caleb shit all the time because he goes, Jesus, Grant, it was 68 degrees today, and I had my long sleeves on. Well, when you're used to it, I kind of get it now. Yeah. Well, when my we went down to Arizona, and my, uh, uh, we, my cousin was getting married down there. It just worked out that way. And like at night, my dad was wearing his winter coat. Once the sun went down, he was so cold. Yeah. So, no, I, I mean, I, I get it. But besides that, you know, most days it was 82, 83, you know, 81. You, you woke up, the sun was up. Uh, it was never a cloudy day. There wasn't rain. Any of the days you were down there, was just, you know, perfect, perfect weather. You know, a good escape from this nonsense we have here up in the Midwest where you don't see the sun, it's dark, it's gloomy. 
seasonal depression's kind of kicking in a little bit. You go down, you get some natural vitamin D. You're able to play around a golf, um, which is which is a good time. And it's nice because the clubs I rent are better than the ones I have up here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just and you just got new ones, and I just too. got new ones. Yeah, but um, no, last year when I bought new ones, I bought the uh, I got a, uh, a five wood, you know, the Callaway Maverick. Yep. That of clubs I had this time was the iron set. Was the whole whole thing was the Callaway Mavericks. Oh, there you and go. And that was. What course did you play? Uh, Cypress Creek. Cypress Creek. Okay. I'm trying to think. I don't know. Where was it at? Uh, I want to say it's, it's in, I think, a town, Ruskin, or a little south of that. I, I believe the, the Pittsburgh Pirates, they have their. Um, um, training facility down there. Okay, yeah, it says Ruskin. Yeah, Florida. Um, you know where, the, like I said, it's it's like the southern home of the Pittsburgh Pirates. I th- okay. I think it's that course, or it was another one we played when I went there down there this past summer. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah, I can't remember the name of the course we played. I don't think it was that one. Um, but what was the what was the humidity like? Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. It was, um, you know, Friday morning from about nine 30 to ten thirty. it was about 70%. That was, that was, that was tough on the lungs. I'm not going to lie. It was breathing a little, I was breathing a little heavy then kind of fat guy had a, um, hands on the hips, but, um, you know, the, then the breeze kind of picked up and the humidity was dropped down a little bit. So it wasn't, it wasn't unbearable like where it was in the summer when, you know, we got a tea time at eight and by 10 o'clock I was dying. And I said, Hey, let's, let's turn around and go home. I, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't even get to lunchtime. Um, so no, that was, you know, that was good. And then, you know, we just, we met up and paired up with two old, um, you know, old retired guys who go out and they, and they play, they play five times a week. I kicked your oh, ass. Uh, it, we kind of went back and forth, but, uh, Woody was one of the retired guys and, uh, on, retired golfer name. Oh, it was fantastic. On 13, it was, um, it's, a it was a par four. It was kind of, it was a hard dog leg left where you go about 200 down the fairway. And then it just 45 degree angle to the left. And he, uh, you got to split two trees when you're, when you're going left and Woody just absolutely nailed this thing. And he, he put it within two feet of the cup. Damn. Looks at us and he goes, all right, boys, I'm done for the day. That was my best shot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he just, awesome. he just absolutely stroked it. And um, when I was on that hole, guess what? I didn't hit the trees, Ethan. It's, it's a miracle. Kind of a miracle. Wow. Yeah, it's definitely a miracle. It's a miracle. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hit the trees. You know what they say, blind squirrel finds a nut every, every once in a while. Every, every once in a while, Grant misses a tree. Yep. But, you know, probably because I had, you know, some nicer clubs. Or I just or I just got lucky. Lucky. Probably a little bit of bait. Hey, I'll take it. Um, but then, you know, of course, besides the golf, you just kind of, you're doing, you know, you're being lazy. You're sitting around at the pool. You're getting some sun, as you guys can tell, with the raccoon eyes I got going on here. Um, you go to the beach and then, you know, for dinner, you go to, you know, restaurants on the ocean. You're looking at the bay. You can see St. Pete from across the bay. You're getting, you know, the fresh, fresh shrimp from the Gulf in the morning, you know, the catch of the day. 
you know, live music, some of the best drinks you'll ever have with, you know, the sunset off the coast. It's just, it's a vibe that um, we just don't have in Minnesota. And uh, I'm not going to lie. If, if the economy wasn't just dog shit and the housing market wasn't the way it was, I could see myself living down there because it's just so magical and peaceful. And I, I love going down there. And as you guys know, Caleb's my guy. And, you know, it'd be fun to be near him. But until then, we keep dreaming about it. Yep. Yep. And, and, and your family's in, family's in Minnesota. That's right. Yep. <laughs> DC's moving until away. until until all this snow hits and then you're like eh, i don't know if family's a good enough reason to stay around yeah exactly <laughs> you know, stuck in our, when we're stuck in our homes uh you know tuesday night through thursday night and then when ethan alec and hannah are all being selfish and going to the carolinas i have to shovel out the driveway and make sure his car doesn't get towed and do all this other nonsense and i'm like this is bullshit i hate the snow <laughs> just get a just get a snowplow Snowblower. Well, here's my thing. I don't, since I technically don't own this house, I don't want to invest in a snowblower. So I'm just going to bitch and moan. Well, harass Alec to get one then. That is a good Or if you get one then, and then when you buy your own house, you already have a snowblower. Kind of like how I got to tell him that he needs to build a bathroom downstairs. So I don't have to go upstairs at two in the morning to use the restroom. Just go outside. I can't anymore. There's yellow snow out there. So? The dog doesn't go in that spot where I go in the summer. (laughs) And I just don't want him thinking, oh, what's this guy doing? Taking a piss in the backyard? He'll understand. No. He seems like a reasonable guy that, <laughs> yeah, why well, I wouldn't want to go upstairs. I mean, if you start doing number two down there, yeah, then you might have to, you might start questioning, but. No, we ain't doing that. If it's yellow, let it mellow. And we're letting it mellow. Because I tell you what, as soon as this snow melts, it is the classic. I open up this back door. I go to the mulch outside on the right, and we're just right there. There you go. See, I don't see why you can't just don't do it now. You just have a nice pass shovel. You just open the door and you just go. You just let her flow. Yeah, I really got to look into this. I mean, not like he goes back there anyway. Exactly. See, see, and the only way he's going to know is if he listens to this. And it may, who knows, maybe after listening to this, he'll say, you know what? That, that makes sense. Either, you know, I, I, if I was in Grant's situation, I'd probably just go there out and pee, too, you know? All right, we, we, we got some legs to this. We do. We do. I, I have your back. So, yeah, we, we got this covered, okay? We got some legs. I, 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 wouldn't have, I would have nothing to worry about, all right? And you said he's going to Raleigh. Who, he's never going to know, for at least if you do it for the next couple of days, because he's not going to be there. That is true. Uh-huh. See? We're, I'm, I'm just a problem solver. We're figuring the world's problems out. We are. One bathroom. We are. Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah, so there you go. And now did you uh, did you do anything special for your birthday? No, not really. You know, this kind of last weekend was uh, kind of, you know, something special for my birthday because, you know, Caleb's birthday was on Friday. Yep. So, you know, it felt good to go down there and, kind of celebrate two birthdays in one like i said do the whole florida experience i came home today and you know did adult things went went to work oh sounds terrible yeah it was it was less than ideal um you know i had like twenty thousand steps by the end of my shift so i was clearly working too hard or i was or i've measured the art of looking busy not getting a damn thing done all day which i think is what i actually do 
Oh, I'm I'm good. That's like one of my greatest strengths. Well, and like I always say, guys, I'm underworked and overpaid. True. Aren't we all. Yep. So I did that, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of tired from just uh, you know the trip and in that Florida sun. So I'm gonna take it easy for these uh, these next couple of days. And you know what? If Florida was the birthday fun, it was it was a hell of a time, and I can't wait to do it again. There you go. There you go. Yeah, we were all. We all had eventful weekends, it sounds like, because I was was down in Colorado, went to a coaching clinic, was good, learned some new things. Uh, Grant, question is, do you know what the number one rule for offensive linemen for inside zone blocking is? Number one rule? Yep. Is it always a six-inch first step? No. No. I don't know. Don't get beat inside. There, there you go. That makes two. Yep. Yep. Learned some new things. Got some new play designs. Won't share here because who knows who might be listening. Don't want to give them an edge of what we're, what the plan is for the next year. Got to sit in. I got to sit in with Clemson's passing game coordinator. Uh, pretty, some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, talked about how they're going to be going more to the Clemson will be going more to the air raid this year with Garrett Riley being hired. Uh, his name is Kyle Richardson. Shared a cool story of, how he was hired by Dabo. Uh, he was a longtime high school coach. He coached Mason Rudolph in high school and Cordero Patterson. Uh, there are a couple other guys too that I can't think of off the top of my head, but he was also doing running a program about getting kids prepared for life after football when they were done, if, they, if it was college, high school, NFL. And he was doing a presentation at some Nike camp and Dabo was sitting in on it and he said that after he was hired Dabo told him how like when I sat in on this meeting about what you were doing off the for kids off the field I wrote down that I was going to hire you someday and now here it is so that was a cool story got to listen to uh Colorado offensive line coach uh big dude scary dude I would not want to get on his bad side because he can yell uh talked about how the Colorado, they've got three returning offensive linemen and none of them can bench 300 pounds. That's embarrassing. Yeah. He's like, I, I just found this out today and I'm not too happy about it. So you could tell we got a lot of work to do. Now, when he says three returning, like three returning guys who played or returning guys from last year who are on scholarship now. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was three returning scholarship guys. Because I mean, it they they've had so much turnover with Dion True. getting uh, taking over the head coaching job. So I'm I, I I think he said it was three scholarship linemen, and none of them could bench over three hundred pounds. You're telling me I can bench more than the guys at the University of Colorado? Yeah. What am I doing here? I I still got four years of eligibility. You do? Maybe uh. I can hit him up, see if uh, he's interested in you. I'll have to get up my old huddle tape. I guess we'll have to, uh, but we'll have to warn Shader to, to make sure he better work on his uh, his escapability and from uh, all the uh, all the blown uh, blown blocks you uh, give up. You mean you mean the one in the last game I played? No, that you're you're only as good as your last block. Yeah, and on that same play, I got fucking destroyed at midfield because Phil threw an interception, and I was half-assing it to try to make a tackle, 
and this other defensive lineman saw me coming from across the field and just clobbered me. <laughs> I, I went flying my helmet. I kid you not, guys. I hit the uh, the Vikings logo at the Metrodome. Dazed and confused, I take my helmet off and I'm walking off the field and I'm just like, so this is it. This is the last play of football I'm ever going to have in my life. I'm getting destroyed on the Metrodome turf. Perfect. You Sick. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Because at, at that point, just with the, how you know our year went pear-shaped, I said, I don't want to put all this work into playing college. So getting just destroyed at the Metrodome, I was like, I think that was it. And you finished your finished your high school career with, I believe it was three three pancakes, 104 sacks allowed. Is that that correct? I think that sounds about right. Yeah. So okay, just had to make sure. Um, and 20, 37 false starts, fifty nine holds, and six hands to the faces. I think that was your final stat line when I looked it up. Seven. Oh, it was seven. Okay, they must have missed one. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. And then, and, gotcha. and then one Andrew Wiley taunting penalty, like he had against Sam Hubbard. This- oh, yep. Yep. Is that that? That's when you ran onto the field without a helmet on. Well, no, I was just you know making the the fairy da- tail dance because some guy was acting like a fruitcake in front of me. Yeah, yeah. Hundred and four sacks allowed. Grants the one mm-hmm. that's taunting. Yep. Yeah, you 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 deserve that one though. So exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good time. Uh, got to got to eat at Fogo de Chao again, which was incredible. Ate way too much. What was the best thing at the Denver Fogo de Chao? Ooh, um, the top sirloin was very very tender. So was the fillet. The fillet was probably the most tender. Uh, but the top sirloin, the lamb chops were good. That's um, two for two. We're two for two, boys. Minneapolis and Denver with that top sirloin being the test. Yep. Yeah. the The bacon wrapped chicken was pretty good. They had, they had chicken thighs there. That they were they were okay. They weren't the best part of the meal. Uh, Ooh. but yeah, we had a lot of lamb chops. Um, trying to think here. The fillet. Um, it, it, it was a mostly beef, you know, the la- like when we went to the one in Minneapolis, there was, it seemed like there was a little bit more of a variety. There was some, I think we had ribs, we had some sausage, some lamb, some lamb, chicken, you know, the only chicken we had was, was the bacon wrapped chicken at this one. Okay. Which was phenomenal, but did you get some Parmesan pork? Oh, we did not. Yeah, there was, yeah, there was no pork, okay. no pork at all at this one. Well, with those ranchers out there in Colorado, they're um, they're just they're just producing the beef, baby. Yeah, it could be, it could be, but yeah, it was a, overall it was a fun trip. Long drive, very long drive. How many hours? Uh, nah, it was like nine and a half. So it's about it's the same distance from Dickinson to Minneapolis, from Dickinson to Denver. The only difference is is that Dickinson to Denver is its majority of it's actually highways, which kind of sucks, but. Also, fun fun fact for you here in terms of drives, you can get from um, Chattanooga, Tennessee, all the way down to Tampa in about 10 hours. So that just puts in perspective how long that drive was. And you can go from Atlanta to Tampa in eight hours in the car. Jeez. That's crazy how far those – I suppose because – I suppose because – 
Tampa is more so down below in the panhandle, so you got to drive through the main part of Florida and then down. Well, you're just, so. you know, you're on I-75 the whole time. You know, it takes you is the northern part of that state, and there is nothing in the northern part of that state. Oh, my God. And then you, you go through. Just like Wyoming. Just like, yep. And then you get through, uh, you get through Gainesville, and it just takes you I-75, baby. And that was my first time in uh, Wyoming, too, so. And did you go, did you see the train station? Uh, we did not, because we weren't, you know, we didn't go through Montana at all. Oh. So, did not see the train station. I made, I made that joke, and only a couple of people got it. That's disappointing, actually. Yeah. Oh, oh, that so. reminds me. Um, when I was down in Florida, before I went to bed each night, I caught up on a couple episodes. I'm right where you got uh-huh. I think. Oh, so you're you're on the the end of season five. I'm I'm at the end of season five. Over the oh, okay, all right. I'm right there. I'm all caught up with you boys. Nice. There it is. Okay, so now what's on your what to watch now? Um, Mary Kingstown. Mary Kings. Okay, yeah. I I have that's one thing I have not started yet. Yep. Right now I'm on Your Honor. With uh, Brian Cranston. I'm telling you, you got to start I'd... full swing. Yeah, that's also on the list. Um, that's the PGA. It, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm also watching 1923. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm about I'm I'm about six episodes in on Mary Kingstown because I started watching it last week and Taylor Sheridan does it again. Um, tell you what, Michigan is a scary ass place. And these prisons you don't want to fuck with. It's true. So, uh, no, yeah, we're uh, that's where we're at. But yeah, full swing e. So good. Okay. All right. One so, of the better documentaries yeah. I've seen in a while. And and even though football season is over, though we still got some football to discuss. We're going to discuss the uh, the head coaching hires that have happened so far. Or uh, I think yeah, actually all the coaching psych hires have been finalized. Every every team has a head coach now. There's going to be some movement, I'm sure, with coordinator positions. But we're going to talk. I had head coaches coaching hirings today and start with Houston. They hired uh, former 49ers defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans. Uh, he has played for Houston before he's had a, he had a couple of different offers. I believe I know he was offered the Denver job and he ended up choosing Houston. I think playing for Houston, I think was a big part of that. He knows he understands the city. Uh, big thing with the Texans, something they haven't done with previous their previous head coaches is give him time because this is a horrible roster. He's facing an uphill battle with a rebuild. They have a couple of nice pieces on defense, but the offensive line is a mess. They got to figure out a court, what they're going to do with quarterback, the skill positions, hard to say what's going to happen. I know Brandon cooks isn't happy there. They've got to figure that out as well. And I think the biggest thing too, for D'Amico Ryan's is, is who they get at quarterback. Um, and then if they're able to develop him, he hired, he brought with him from San Francisco, the passing game coordinator, Bobby Slovic. So we'll see how he does calling the plays. But I think this is a good hire by, by Houston. Um, I think they needed a guy that can bring some structure, some stability. I think he's got a defense he can build around and find a way to play some complimentary football, especially with a young quarterback is what you need to be successful and compete, especially in a division that 
outside of Jacksonville, there's a lot of question marks. So I think if he's able to get that, get the quarterback figured out and shore up some things on the defense, I think they could find themselves in the second or third spot and f- pull out of the cellar of the AFC South. I honestly thought Houston's position might have been the best open. Uh, you're gonna go get your, your you're gonna get your quarterback. You're gonna get him at two. Um, who knows? Maybe they even traded with Chicago. I doubt it. But um, you get you get your quarterback. Their defense wasn't bad last year. Pierce, your running back's rookie. He's a stud. Uh, guess you got to decide what you're gonna do with Tunsil. Whether you're gonna trade him, keep him to protect your your asset at number at number two pick. I would keep him. I mean, screw it. Unless he wants to be traded, like I'm gonna keep probably arguably the top tackle in the league. But uh, I, I thought it was a great hire. I thought D'Amico Ryan fits that personnel really well. I just like that, that city very well. Obviously, I don't know how to mention he, he played there. He knows the city probably better than anyone else, honestly. He was a stud there, and he's he's just a damn good coach. Like The 49ers defense, arguably the best in the league the past three-ish years. So, it's a good hire. Yeah, and I think the only thing that would that I think would deter people, Ethan, from what you said as far as being the best best uh opening would be the ownership because that's been the biggest glaring hole within the franchises that the un just kind of it's how unstable 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 the ownership is in houston i think if and i think with a guy like D'Amico ryan's i think hopefully with him playing there and understanding understanding the city understanding the culture that needs that um understanding the culture that needs to be set for when he played, because that was when the Texans were a very good team. Um, If he's able to get back to that and get the ownership on board and see what he's building, I think they're, they can compete. Well, and I'll be, I'll be curious to see. um, I wish I had his details on his contract in front of him. How many years? I think it's a six year. So I think it was a six year. I think so they're I think that's why I think he said that he wasn't going to take it unless it was six years because of the two pre with David Coley being fired after a year and Melvy yep. Smith being fired after a year. And it, it kind of reminds me of, you know, his, his old boss when he, when Kyle Shanahan took over San Francisco, it's, it's going to take a whole roster rebuild. You run through, you know, two or three coaches, you know, three coaches in three years. You don't you don't have a quarterback position. Your roster is awful. It's it's going to take some time. In this ownership team, they gave them their t- that time. And then also, you know, like what Ethan said, how good this Niners defense has been over these last two years when he took over. They were already good under, you know, Robert Sala, and they took it, they took it to a whole nother level. And also, I think you bring in D'Amico. I'm guessing Houston has a bunch of cap space. With his personality and the respect he has across the league from his players in San Francisco, and you see J.J. Watt on social media getting on board with this, he might, if they have some cap space in Houston, he might be able to bring some players with him who know, hey, this is an opportunity we get to go to this organization and we can be in charge of changing this culture. So you can kind of get that roster reset done a lot quicker because you bring in professionals already. And you also have two top 12 picks in the first round you can you can get this ship going right if you get the right players in right away with two top 12 picks in this draft in the new york and also build your roster with a quarterback on a rookie deal 
Yeah, the Texans, I just looked it up, 37.6 million in cap space right now. So they they've got some things to work with and I think I think like Ethan said with what the what they're going to do with Tunsil, I think if they really want they could probably clear out more space if they got if they traded him or dumped him, cut him. Uh there there's definitely some cap space, more cap space available there. But also, you know guys, we live in, you know, the social media world and D'Amico, I heard was going to interview San Francisco's past game coordinator on the defensive side to be his defensive coordinator. And when that was reported out there, whether it was by Rappaport or Schefter, Jimmy Ward, uh, soon to be free agent for the Niners, you know, he tweeted out kind of that smirking, smiling emoji. And like I said, you have a nice piece in Derek Stingley Jr. If you could get Jimmy Ward in there too, those are two nice players in your secondary you have. Um, someone who knows the defense, he knows what D'Amico wants. He can come and be that leader from day one. You know, that, that'll be a nice piece. It was uh, Matt Burke. That's who they hired as the D coordinator. Okay. So again, I don't know if it was that, um, that guy from San Francisco ties, but you got to wonder if there are some free agents in the Bay area and, you know, maybe they're looking to get paid or follow a familiar face. Why not move to a state with no state income tax? And, uh, you know, get, get started down there there in Houston. And they were in a lot of games last year. It's not like they got blown out. They played hard for Lovey. They just they just need an overall better roster. Yep. Yeah, so interesting. We'll see what happens, how it works out. Hopefully it works out for the better for the beautiful city of Houston. But let's go stay in the south but go over to the NFC South where the Carolina Panthers – Hired Frank Wright, the former Indianapolis Colts head coach. Um, hired him as the uh, new head coach. David Tepper said that he wanted it was a in, it was between Frank Reich and Steve Wilkes, but he's David. Their owner David Tepper said that the way the NFL was going, it was trending more offensive favorably. So he wanted to get an offensive head coach. Uh, they have a solid defense in Carolina with Brian Burns and some other nice pieces. Uh, they played well with um, under Wilkes down the stretch. They were the team responsible for ending the Lions playoffs hopes, essentially. Uh, they've got a solid offensive line, but what caused Frank Reich to lose his job is what could cause him to lose his job in Carolina. And they, he, he's got to get the quarterback position figured out. If he's able to do that, they could compete. And if they get the right guy, they might be the favorite in to start the year in the NFC South, I think, with the way this roster is. But we'll we'll have to see what happens. I actually like this hire a lot. I think Reich kind of goes like the, the scapegoat almost at, at the Colts. I don't think he deserved that after Luck abruptly retired. They never did him any favors in who they brought in. Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, they didn't really – even try to go get a young guy to go with that roster at the time they had a top five roster. Like they were really good, good defense, but I mean, Phillip rivers was a shell of himself, Matt Ryan. I mean, and that was the best. That was his best, the best year they had. Yeah. And Philip played, played well, but you know, it was, it was 2020. It was a COVID year. It was a weird year. Yeah. It was his and they, first they year. Any and he effort to actually go get a guy that could be the dude moving forward. And then they just cut him in. I mean, honestly, they look like idiots for doing that now because they are in a real shitty place now. But uh, I think it's a good Same hire. thing with Carson. Yeah. Same thing with Carson. And Carson didn't 
Carson played pretty well, except it was the last two games. There was a bunch of issues with him with Ursay because he chose not to get the COVID shot. And this year they go out and get Matt Ryan, and that one, he was worse than Carson Wentz. Easy. So it, it, and we'll get into Indy here in a little bit, but yeah, I, I think Indy is... They're 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 lucky they had a Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck as their two quarterbacks. Well, yeah, and just the Panthers have a good roster, like you said. They very well could go into this beginning of the year if they get a, a even if they go get like a, a Derek Carr, you know, like, yeah. Jimmy a Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, like they have the pieces around him, even without McCaffrey, uh, or even a guy like Carson Carson Wentz. Yeah. If he's not the starter, you know. Bring him in as a backup. Yeah, he's got uh, probably the best backup in the league. I, I think, I think if they if they do go the Carson route, I think even no matter if they get Carson, Derek Carr, uh, or whoever else that you mentioned before, you know, I think they still would be best to draft a quarterback. Or yeah. you know, maybe Will Levis is a good landing spot for him for someone that can learn and develop and grow under a quarterback to see how things are done. Well, then also, um, you know, I think the most important hire Frank had so far is he stole Deuce Staley away from Detroit. He's his assistant head coach and his running backs coach. He's the guy he's going to bring energy. He's going to have the offense compete. And he's going to help Frank be able to build that culture. And he's a different personality than Frank. You know, Frank's a leader. We're, you know, a little more calm, cool, collected. Deuce is going to be in your face. We saw it last year on Hard Knocks. Him and um, you know Coach Glenn were going back and forth all the time, a little a little spiciness, which I think that um, that Carolina roster needed. And also, you know, they hired NFL men. Um, not the worst thing this organization ever did was fire Ron Rivera. This is just Dave Tepper coming in. Yeah. Hey, I'm a I'm a billionaire. I want my own way. I'm going to hire my guy, and it sent this franchise back three years. And I think. I'm with you, Dylan. I think, to me, this just seems like Frank is going to come in and he's going to get his young guy. He's going to he's 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 done the veterans thing, you know, what five years with the Colts, five different starting quarterbacks. To me, this kind just kind of seems like get a rookie, day one starter. He's my guy. Um, We're going to hit the ground running. This is me and him. We're going to get going, and and I think it's it could be a good relationship because. Like you said, they, they have a good roster. You know, that you have you have DJ Moore. They almost won the NFC South this year. A good defense with, with Brian Burns, you know, double digit sack guy. JC Horn. Uh, you know, yeah, JC Horn. Um is it Derek Brown, that young man from Auburn in the middle? Uh, yeah. Your, your defense there. You, know, you 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 have the pieces there and you know, the Colts, you know, they made the playoffs twice, you know, twice with Frank. You know, they want to play off game. Um, he, he's just, he's an NFL guy and he, he's going to feel like he wants a second opportunity. So, uh, you know, I, th- I think Carolina did a good job here and, um, you know, they might, might now have the best coach in the NFC South. I would, I don't think it's even that much of a discussion because yeah. we saw what we had, what Todd Bowles was last year. He, he's not a head coach. He's a defense. Dennis Allen, I don't think is a head coach either. He's a defensive coordinator. And then. Yep, and then who's the fourth team in this? Oh, the Falcons. Arthur Smith. 
you know, Art, Art Smith, I think he's, he, I think he could be. They got, they also need to figure out what they're doing at quarterback as well. Mm-hmm. So as of right now, I think right now, I think you're looking at Frank Reich one a and Art Smith one. Actually, I would, yeah, I would say Frank Reich is, is one. And then Art Smith is two. Yeah. Um, but interesting to see. We'll see what they do in the draft and free agency. Let's go, go to the city. I was just visiting there where the Denver Broncos hired Sean Payton, who took a year off uh, after the Broncos fired Nathaniel Cant Hackett. Uh, you know, just a disaster. They go out and trade, trade their entire draft for Russell Wilson, who was underwhelming, who barely threw for more touchdowns than he had bathrooms in his house. The old line is still a mess. And Sean Payton, after a year off, we'll see what he's learned, what he's done. I, I think sometimes I don't, we'll see if he's, see if he can pick off, pick up where he left off. Um, I think sometimes if you take a year off and you get out of that, it's interesting to see what happens, how much of it takes you to get back into that, routine of things of grinding 20 hours a day and figuring it out. I know he's, he's said all the right things about Russell Wilson. He's not going to get special treatment anymore. Like he did last year, uh, brought in, sounds like he's going to bring in Rex Ryan as the defensive coordinator. Hmm. And I don't know what, who he brought in as a offensive coordinator either, but, it's going to come down to how well he does with Russell Wilson. And frankly, I, I've, I can't believe I'm saying this and I've, I've said my fair share of things about Mike McCarthy, but I, I don't know how far off I am when I say he's Mike McCarthy with a better PR rep. I mean, you, their resumes are very identical. If you put them face, if you put them at, um, put up blind resumes next to them. Well, and I think you got to realize also, this will be the first time Sean Payton's a head coach without Drew Brees. You know, we've seen, um, you know, Bill Belichick's record in his career, both in Cleveland and New England without Tom Brady. And, and you know, it, it works both ways. But if you don't have that true franchise quarterback who your organization trusts, your organization believes in, and your team can rally around, you're, you're not, you're not going to make it more than three years at one stop. So I'll be interested to see, you know, what Sean is like outside of um, outside outside of Drew Brees. But also, I don't know, D- Denver just seems like a real unstable spot. You know, new ownership who they're forking a bunch of money out to, you know, in, in the stadium with these contracts for Russell. Um, now also trade another first round pick for Sean Payton. You know, you trade Bradley Chubb away last year. Your receivers can't stay healthy. Your best running back's coming off a torn ACL, bad offensive line. It's going to be interesting here in Denver. And um, like I said, you know, before, I don't know if this was the best fit for Sean Payton. I'm surprised I would have waited a year for Brandon Staley to get fired and go to Los Angeles and work with Justin Herbert. Um, And then also, you know, you had a top five defense last year and you let that coordinator walk. Well, actually, I believe he went to Carolina if I'm not mistaken. So Frank Reich, Frank Reich with two great hires, um, you know, there. So, and Rex Ryan being out of the NFL for 
what the last what five six years um if he does land in denver how can he adjust and how will his scheme different from when he last played coached to today and you know will this top five defense buy into it or not uh you know i'm i'm not sure so it'll be interesting piece there in denver but you know if there's one thing sean can bring it's going to be stability and that's you know the one thing that denver needs I don't know if I'm going to say like it's like a smart job to take because I'm with you, Grant. I don't think it's really that great of a job, especially with the new ownership. Yeah. Uh, I think Patton's probably more um, GM. He's probably the next on the hot seat if something would, wouldn't go very well this year again. For but sure. If anyone's going to fix Russell, it is Peyton. Yeah. Not, I shouldn't say fix, but at least make him serviceable. Maybe not what he was in. Uh, Seattle or anything like that, but at least serviceable and can actually win you some games, unlike last year where it seemed like he did everything but win a game. Well, yeah, they were losing in spite of him. Yeah. And, well, I think the other part of it, too, is I think what they need to, he needs to get back to doing what made Russell Wilson great, where they get him out of the pocket, those scramble plays where, you know, you know, Russell's trademark is let Russ cook, but I think Mark Schlereth, I think he's the one that said that is you can get a lot of good, you can get a lot of good recipes, good uh, recipes by just putting something in a crock pot and letting it simmer for eight hours. And I think that's what you need to do with Russell is, is you need to have a commitment to the run game and use that run to open up the pass where he use, is able to use his strengths, getting out on the edge and finding guys, not making it a drop back pass game where Pete Carroll did a really good job of hiding that and, you know, playing that complimentary football that they played in Seattle. Well, it's a lot like the, what the Niners, the, the San Francisco Niners run right now. Yep. You, you drop Russ into an offensive system like that and also with the Rams there with Sean McVay, that, that's when good things are going to happen. When, you you know, you shorten the field and you don't let him sit back in the pocket and, you know, read, read the whole field with such like that. Uh, but that's... That's not in Sean's, um, you know, playbook. You know, we, we've seen how big that call sheet is. He's got, you know, his quarterback sitting back there, um, you know, throwing it 55, 60 times a game, going all over the field, doing things with his arms. But then again, that might be because he had Drew Brees. Um, but, you know, he doesn't have Drew and he doesn't have the weapons that they had there down in New Orleans. So it'll it'll be interesting. That's going to be uh, – a team that gets a lot of media attention next year. And again. Again. And if it goes south quick, oh boy, it's going to get uncomfortable. Yeah, we'll see what he learned in his year off and go over to a go over to another spot that we were teasing earlier, the Indianapolis Colts. They fired Frank Reich midseason and they went went out and got Shane Steichen, the Eagles offensive coordinator. Uh was big part of Jalen Hurts development and he also was the I believe that worked he I can't I don't know if he was the quarterback's coach offensive coordinator or what but he worked with Justin Herbert back in 2020 and then obviously Jalen Hurts and Philly both uh one of the reasons they are both very successful uh Indy they don't have a quarterback they got a nice running back in Jonathan Taylor who they will have to pay uh they got a couple of nice pieces at receiver as well but this job with Indy is 
I don't think they can do the rental, the the one, the veteran quarterback thing anymore. I think they have to go out. They have to dr- draft and develop a quarterback. None of this bring in a Derek Carr or anything like that. They've done that. It hasn't worked. Go out, develop a quarterback, bring him along. There might be some growing pains, but there always is going to be. You have – this is a roster that could compete in a wide-open AFC South, like the same thing we said with Houston. I'm going to disagree a little bit here. I feel like this would be a little different where Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, like I don't think they're at the end of their careers like Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryan were. I think they would actually be almost a perfect little bridge to say a Will Levis, an athletic guy that can get out of the pocket like a Jalen Hurts. Obviously wasn't as good as Hurts in college, but he has some intangibles you can't really teach that these 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 guys love now. You're big. They're, they're rocket arms. Like can get out of the pocket, they can move. And that's honestly basically what he's done the last couple of years with both Herbert and Hertz. I, I think it'd be perfect to bring him in, uh, bring him in a, maybe not a Derek Carr, but maybe a, a Garoppolo that has kind of already been used to the whole grooming process. He can deal with it. He, he faced that pressure multiple times now. Whether he wants to do it, I have no idea. But I think Steichen would be the guy to be able to pull this off. That's Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to think, Ethan, is, is like, with same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo is like I don't I don't know if he wants to be a part of a part a part of another grooming process. I think he wants to go out and prove to be the guy, mm-hmm. but it's the same thing like with Derek Carr. Like I feel like he's also kind of at the end of his end of his prime at the end too. I think well, I'll you're say, better off just I'll, drafting a guy and going with I'll, taking those growing. Pains. I'll say this about if you ask me, I'd. If I'm, if we're talking about having a veteran here for the Colts, I'd take Derek Carr over Jimmy Garoppolo. We've seen Jimmy Garoppolo with a top five defense and a top five head coach. He's he's not the guy. And I'm not I'm not calling Shane Steichen a top five head coach, um, but with this Colts roster that they have in place with this defense, that should be you know at least middle of the road. I think a guy like Derek Carr could succeed there because he finally has a good team team around him and he's got a coach who he believes in um but i, I i'm with you dylan i i think indy this is just settling up for a young guy and it, it to me it's either going to be bryce young or will levis just because you know levis and herbert they're almost kind of the same person they're like six five six six they have a rock rocket of an arm you know, they're, they're really smart. People love the intangibles they have. You know, Bryce Young, he's not the runner that Jalen is, but when you need to, he can use his legs. He's played in a pro system these last two years under Bill O'Brien at Alabama. And if you heard what Jim Irsay said a couple of weeks ago um, about the Colts quarterback situation, he hinted, he goes, that young Alabama um, quarterback looked pretty good. So, and also with Houston at two, And with the Colts in Houston, you know, both being in the AFC South, do they just try to be petty and take Bryce Young at one and trade with the Bears? You know, that'll be an interesting thing. But I think uh, I think Shane will want to get his hands on a young, raw quarterback who hasn't been in the NFL before. So he doesn't have to treat um, teach an old dog new tricks and he can kind of build his offense around this this young player. Where also, again, you could then you could build this Colts team on the quarterback on a rookie deal. So when you have to pay Jonathan Taylor 
and you know you got um, Shaquille Leonard, you you're not paying your starting quarterback you know twenty five million plus a year either. Yeah, another person too I think with the quarterback is possibly an Anthony Richardson, a guy that's really good with his legs, inconsistent as a passer, but you know I think Steichen what he did with with Jalen Hurts in Philly because he was the play caller for I. Th- both here. For a year and a half, and that's really where you saw the progression of Jalen Hurts was was when Steichen took over as the play caller and you saw him take those steps. I think Anthony Richardson is also in play here for the Colts. What pick do they have? Four. Three. No, they're four. Or four. They're four. They would have yeah. to trade down if they're going to take Richardson then. There's no yeah. Way yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I think – it, it really all depends. If they stay at four, they're probably taking Stroud or Levis because Young's not going to be there. But if, if they're head over heels for Bryce Young, boy, they are going to have to pay a King's ransom to Chicago. To, to get the best spot in the league right now, pretty much. Oh, Chicago? Mm-hmm. Oh, without question. Yeah, they, yeah. they, have, they have the advantage. Yeah, well, and – We'll get into the draft here as that gets closer, but it'll be interesting to see because there's there's some reports out that they might look to trade Justin Fields. Eh, I I I think they're I, I think they're saying that they're they're playing chess here. You spent two years could building be. a team around him. I don't think you're just going to say screw it. We're moving on. Because remember, a lot of the Bears' losses last year were not because that offense was bad. They just gave up thirty five points a game. Mm-hmm. Fields and that offense put up a lot of points. They just gave up a lot of points on a, at the defensive side of the football. Yeah, and well, the Bears, they got to get some better receivers. Um, they got a hundred million dollars in cap space. Yeah. yeah, well, and get get a running back who can complement Fields as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that that's a discussion for another podcast. Let's go down to the Valley of the Sun, where the Arizona Cardinals hired Jonathan Gannon, the former Eagles defensive coordinator. And Kyler Murray coming off an ACL, I will, he's probably not going to be back until at least halfway through the year. And I think I've seen some reports that have said he might just sit out this entire year. This, If the Cardinals are being honest with themselves and watching them on hard knocks, I don't think they, they, they don't really want to have, have truth tellers come in and tell them the truth about their organization. But this is a rebuild. This is where you you trade DeAndre Hopkins, you cut as many as many people as you can, and just try to build towards the future, and in hope where you can draft well, get some nice pieces in free agency. Where when Kyler comes back in twenty twenty four, that's when the real Jonathan Gannon era will start in Arizona. To me, this is one of the biggest rebuilds in the last three years. Like, there's not a lot of good on this team right now. Like, at, like at, anywhere. Like, and Kyler anywhere. Murray, too. Like, it sounds like he's not the most liked player in that locker room either. You know, well, I, I don't think Gannon's that good as a – like, he was okay. He but wasn't like, good. That defense was be- not as good as people think. Well, and, and br- they offered the job to Brian Flores, who's the Vikings D coordinator and now, he but he didn't no. want to work with Kyler Murray. Yeah. Which is – well, and then also, I wouldn't want to work for Michael Bidwell. No. I well, I wouldn't want to work for that owner. I'd much rather come to Minnesota and work for Ziggy, where yeah. the Wilf family they let the football people make football decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm with Ethan. I don't I don't think Gannon's a real good 
coordinator a good position coach because oh. he got exposed this year by playing a weak schedule. And then the last two times he's played the Chiefs, he's, his defense has given up 42 and 38 points. All right, sorry, take away the Nick Bolton one, 31 points. And then also this year when they actually faced a competent quarterback their other time, Dak put up 40 points on him on Christmas Eve. I just, I don't, I just, I, I just, the I don't Lions get. put over 30 on him, didn't they? Who, who? The Lions? Yeah, the Lions put up 35. Yeah, week one. Yep. Yeah, they put up, they put up 35 on him. I just, this just seems like, like a job where Arizona was told no three times. And at some point, someone had to take this job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the Cardinals being the Cardinals. It's just, I don't, I don't get it. And I'm, I, you know, I wish the guy had nothing but the best, but I just, I just don't know. I don't think he's ready to be a head coach yet. And he's got a bad roster, a quarterback who players don't like. I mean, Patrick Peterson called him out before their game this year. And remember, it was either at the Pro Bowl or the Super Bowl this year. J.J. Watt was asked about Kyler Murray and didn't answer the question. Oh, I missed that. I did not see yeah, that. Yeah, I think he was on. Da- but that, that that's pretty pretty damning if a guy like J.J. Watt doesn't want to answer a question about him. He's retired. And you saw how he reacted, like I said earlier, when Houston hired D'Amico Ryans. He was saying how great D'Amico was. J.J. bought his first house in the same neighborhood as D'Amico because he trusts D'Amico. He's a leader. Men will want to follow him. And he didn't answer the question about Kyler. That should say everything about Kyler that we need to know. Stay away from that guy. He's going to he's gonna cause you to lose his job. Mm-hmm. And you can go back to a couple of years ago when Buda Baker got hurt and he was getting carried off on a cart. 52 players went over to dap him up. Or 51, 51. went over to dap him up. Buda Baker was one. The other one was Kyler Murray. Didn't go over there. Yeah. Yikes. So, yeah, it the Cardinals probably look, staring a uh, fourth place finish in the loaded NFC West again. And then also, and it looks look at, almost inevitable. Look at the look at the other coaches in that division. That's the thing. It's Jonathan Gannon, but Sean McVay, Super Bowl champion. Pete Carroll, Super Bowl champion and BCS champion. Look what he did. Last- Got Geno Smith to the playoffs. Exactly. Look what he did last year with that Seahawks rebuilding team. Kyle Shanahan been to three of the last four NFC Championship games, runner up and runner up in the Super Bowl. Best roster in football. Best roster in football. He was down to his third string quarterback and probably would have given Philly a game. They Had might a blown. They UC. might go for the Lions record here. Oh, you think over? That's a bold prediction, Ethan. Are you are you saying they go over? Who do they this beat? Year? Who can you say they're going to be? I mean, it is like obviously early in the offseason, but. They are terrible. Wait, what all pro player do they have at any level on any side of the field after they after they trade Hopkins? They're gonna have to. He ain't gonna play for them. They have Buddha, but your a safety ain't changing a game. A person at the safety position ain't changing a franchise. They might have the worst ro- They have a way worse roster than Houston does. I would agree. I I, t- I would agree with that. I mean, right now because I think I think James Conner's gone. I think DeAndre's gone. DeAndre's gone. Probably, probably the rest of those receivers. Zach Ertz is coming off an, another guy coming off an ACL another. injury, and he had a midseason too. He ain't gonna be back for a while. Yeah. Yep. Well, they they play the Bears and they play the Texans. 
both are expected to be improved, but you never know. Atlanta probably lights them up. Atlanta, Atlanta will beat them easily. Atlanta, I think the Browns will be improved. Deshaun Watson's got some football underneath him. Commanders, who knows? No, Ron's not going to let that happen. That defense, that game, yeah, that game is in Washington as well. They, but you know, two and fifteen on a at a good at a good year. Yeah, yeah. I put the over under in all their all their winnable games too. Looking at it now, are all on the road because they've got. The Bears, they go to Chicago. Texans, they go go to Houston. Commanders, they go to Washington. Uh, Browns, they go there. Yeah, no, they win that game. I don't think they're beating the Steelers either. Mm-mm. No. But yeah, I'd put it maybe over under at three. Yeah, I, I wonder what their win total is. I suppose they won't come out until the actual schedules are dropped. But and I, I bet you it'll be three and a half. It's gonna be close. They went f- and, you, and and the smart money's on the under. They went four yeah. and thirteen last year. Yeah, the the Chiefs won more home games than the Cardinals did. Yeah, the Chiefs won more games in State Farm Stadium than the Cardinals did last year. That's nuts. So, they won the first and the last game of the year in that stadium. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. It's, but, and I got to watch them lose too. True. So. Well, I think that's that's about all we got for some NFL talk. Maybe maybe another one. I think I think uh, we could do some talk some coordinator hires next episode or something. And you know, spring training's underway. Maybe maybe we'll see if uh, Brandon would want to come back on and discuss some Twins baseball with spring training and idea. MLB season around the corner. Right, good good buffer right before March Madness is about to start. It's yeah. about the things are about to heat back up again on the podcast, boys. Let's go. Granted, they never really simmered down, but but it, it, it it's going to sneak up fast on us, March Madness. It's only a month away, less. I mean, you got two weeks. Yeah. Well, there's two weeks of the regular season left, and it's going to be a going to be a crazy tournament this year because there's not a everyone. Thought, I mean, I thought Purdue was going to run away with it two weeks ago. Yeah, but they've lost what three out of four now or something like that. Yeah, yeah. two in a row. I mean, you could you probably have a handful of about ten teams that could win it this year. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and this is a crazy stat is that because Carolina entered the year as the number one team in the country, and they might they are in danger of being the first team, first number one ranked team to not make the NCAA tournament. Well, you know, right now you can't put them in. They're 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 sixteen and eleven. Yeah, they're terrible. They're awful. I mean, I, I shouldn't say they're terrible coming from a Gopher fan that's one in thirteen in conference. But yeah, Carolina but the, the, the difference was terrible. is you the Gophers weren't expected to win no, a national not, title. You know, the Gophers weren't a, a sprained ankle away from probably winning it all last year. Mm-hmm. You know, had Armando Baycott not gotten hurt, but you know, when you're when you're two starting, you know, backcourt guys, one of them shoot nine of twenty five every night. How you can't expect to win many games. Yeah. Well, and then, and then there's some other rumors floating around the program. Ooh, boy! If, which, that, if that's true, I'm surprised someone hasn't been beat up yet. Yeah. I'm gonna pat myself on the back here because we're two weeks from March Madness officially starting, and my national championship pick is number one in the country. So, the Cougs, man. Houston Cougars. Yeah. yeah. Well, my uh, two of my final four teams probably aren't gonna make the tournament as of now. So that's great. 
Well, that's that's on you for picking Michigan. I guess one of mine. Yeah, not. I think I picked North Carolina for one. We all picked. We all picked. Yeah, we all did. We all. The other three are looking and good though. I don't even know who I picked as my other. I had two Houston. Up. Creighton has turned it on of late. They're starting, I think, to gel a little bit with a bunch of their transfers. And then uh, TCU, when they get healthy, they're going to be good. I think they're giving Kansas all they can handle right now. God, who else? Yeah. Who else did I? I, ha- I think I had Baylor, Gonzaga, and Arkansas. Sounds right. I think I had. That sounds Arkansas right. I'd have bad. to look through one of my through one of my old legal pads and find what my prediction was. Arkansas but is just Arkansas is just a weird team. Yeah, very, yeah. very like insane. Time. None of us had Alabama though. Yeah, Alabama looks damn good. But you know, it's crazy. Alabama has the best football slash basketball coach duo in the country. Oh, easily. With yeah. Nate Oaks and Saban, it's not even close. Yeah, easily. For sure, but. I suppose, Grant, the birthday boy. We're gonna kick her over to you for curveball of the week. Well, as we uh, we just talked about at the beginning of the podcast tonight, I just traveled this last weekend. Dylan traveled this past weekend. Ethan has traveled yep. this upcoming weekend. Um, everybody has a, a tra- traveling story that's just an absolute disaster. So I want to know your guys' worst traveling experience um, so far in your life you've ever had. Worst experience. Ooh. Oh, this is easy. Oh, okay. This is this. Uh, I have this. This one took a little bit, but the, this is by far the worst. The worst one. And knock, knock on wood. I've been lucky that I've I've avoided most travel situations since then. But when I was ten years old. Oh wow. And. I was, it was first time on an airplane flying to Denver. My dad won trips at a DSU basketball game uh, playing, playing bingo, which was, it was DS, DSU's mascot called the Blue Hawks. So instead of bingo, they would call it Hako and you had to get an H on your bingo card to win. My dad been playing it, but we've gone to games for years, playing it. And this time they were giving away, um, Tickets to tickets to Denver from the Dickinson Airport, which was it was called Great Lakes Airlines, which tiny ass planes, not 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 probably the first type of plane you're gonna want to go on. But mm-hmm. here we are, we're going, and we're gonna go to a Rockies game, Six Flags, all that stuff, yada yada yada. We do, we go on the trip. It was a lot of fun, and then we're flying back. And we're going, we're getting ready. You could, we're circling over Dickinson. I could see the ballpark. I could see this football stadium, you know, everything. Couldn't get a weather report. So unable to land. Hmm. So we end up having to emergency land in Williston, which is two hours north of Dickinson. (laughs) And we're sitting there, we unload and we're kind of just kind of waiting to figure out what's going to happen. And they're like, well, nothing today because they're not going to be able to get it up working until the morning. So you guys will cover your hotel, everything like that. And, you know, you guys go stay at a hotel, come back in the morning. Well, plane will be ready for you guys. We'll go from Williston to Dickinson. So all that, like two hours of sleep, get up, go, go to the airport, fog in Dickinson. So can't fly. So 
they call and tell us like, well, we we have a limo on the way. They're going to go drive you to Dickinson. And it was like, oh, cool. You know, limousine, you know, get to ride in a limousine. Never got to do that again. Never, ever again do I want to ride in a limousine. Me <laughs> and my parents, sister, and then probably like eight other people, people in a limo driving back with this dude that looked messed out, like, like, <laughs> had like no teeth, long hair, and driving us home, and he just ripped Marlboro Six the whole way home. It smelled so bad. Oh my god! And we're all just sitting there. It was uncomfortable. Like I thought I was gonna throw up. Was it Mar Marlboro's? Yeah. Oh yeah. He was. It was. Ass. It, he he just had a big old carton just sitting on the dashboard. Oh god! And it was one of the worst experiences. Actually, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember if he's. I don't think he smoked. No, I probably exaggerating that part that he smoked. But it it reeked of cigarettes. And nice. It was like we get out, and I'm like, I look at my mom, and I go, I'm never riding in a limo again. That's awesome. Just just absolutely ruined it for me. Mine has to be freshman year of high school, band trip, bus, down to Florida. No. Mm, yeah. Oh, no. You driving what? 20, 20 hours four. straight down there? You, you, you ain't getting no hotel. You're sleeping on the goddamn freaking bus. <laughs> Just think of laying on the bus on the ground while you're going over bumps at 80, 75, whatever miles an hour around mountains in Tennessee. And I'm laying underneath seats because there's I didn't want to lay on the seats. I wanted to lay on the ground. So I'm laying on the seats. We hit a bump so big, I flew up. I smacked my freaking head underneath the seat. I legitimately <laughs> thought I had a concussion. Like, gash right down the middle, kind of bloody. I'm just like, oh, like, what the? And then there's people. Then there, oh, my God. It's just people puking on the way. Like, there's some bug going around. It's like half the oh. bus is puking. On the way back, we make it down there. The trip itself was fun. I'll, I'll give the trip uh, a, a solid B. Uh, the only thing that weighs it down is like the F minus of the bus ride there. Um, but then on the way back, we're, I don't even know where we were, somewhere in Illinois. And of course, it's Illinois. We're like, you know, you're so close to home. You're almost there. You're about ready to never talk to any of these fuckers again in your life because you just <laughs> hit them for, after 40 hours on a bus. And some trucker falls asleep and jackknifes across the whole interstate. You sit there for six hours because there's nowhere to go. Oh, no. I, 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 I almost walked home. I was like, you know what? This is stupid. I give up. Like, you get I'm, home at the same time. I, I literally, I could have I hitchhiked. And at that time, it was safe. Oh, that. <laughs> and then, dude, you know. You're at that awkward stage in high school. What if some dude falls asleep and he just he just gets gets a hard on right in front of you? <laughs> I didn't see that happen, but I know a couple of people that got only, that got only it on Grant would think about that. A couple of people I know put up the blanket and they uh, they had some fun. Oh, hey, jeez. Oh, <laughs> he let everyone know. Don't worry. He he was very happy about it. You're, and he should and he should be happy. But the it. best thing was there was a guy he had he was a senior had his dad's credit card, and we're, we go to Cocoa Beach or whatever, and there's a porn shop there. 
So he goes oh, and buys a bunch of porn <laughs> movies. So he, he goes into his room and we had a, we had a password in order to get into his room. You go look at the door, you'd knock twice and go look around Wade's mustache. Cause Wade was sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you got in. So you look in the window, there's like 10 guys just staring at this screen when you walk in there. And I'm just like, this is weird as shit. Like, I can't do this. No kidding. <laughs> it was so weird. I'm like, who would have thought of this? Like, he spent oh, like $120 on porn videos on his dad's credit cards. Could you imagine the dude's wife opens up the credit card statement and said, hey, dude, what, what's what's going on here? It's fine. He was adopted from Romania, so he had no, he didn't care. Oh, yeah. No, no care in the world. No. Where'd Dylan go? I, I think we lost him. Dylan's <laughs> dead. <laughs> Dylan, well, Dylan I don't know how the show's going to end, so... Uh... I don't have access to that. Dylan, are you ever going to come back, buddy? Should we should we call him? I think we should. This is kind of getting concerning. He just, is, like, disappeared. You know, this isn't good. Let's call Dirty Dan. Let's give him a little, little jingle. This this is good television. This is this is fun. It's, I, got a, I got a dog in my room, but my f- camera's not letting me. Uh, oh. Boone, oh, oh, no, no, I thought he was coming back for a second. Boone is basically dead on the couch. He, he's having a good night. Hannah's got to be pissed. He's taking her spot. Uh, no, they they were cuddling. Oh, well, good for them. I sent you a nice video of him dreaming, chasing some wabbits. Some wabbits? Silly wabbits. Trick kids. Yeah, wow, this is weird. I don't know what to do. We're still recording. Okay, that's cool. So, we're, we've gone rogue. It's Grant yeah, Ethan. Literally, we are. Grant Ethan have gone rogue, oh, He didn't answer, so. Uh, oh, oh hey, hold on. Hey, we made yeah. it. Hey. My, uh, my, my computer died. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> we but, talked about yeah, your mom I'm... the whole time. What's oh, that? We talked about your mom the whole time. Oh. How nice. Jolene, and she's an angel. And mm-hmm, she deserves mm-hmm. better than you. Yep. Oh. There, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, she is Just she's a much better person than I am. But hopefully, let's see here. See where I'm trying to turn back on now. But that that needs to get fixed. That uh, it seems like a user problem, not not a computer problem. <laughs> I, I, well, one of my out the outlets on my computer, it like or like the plugins does not want to work. <laughs> what a shame that is. It's not yeah. ideal. So there's that. Um, let's see here, but. Anyways, uh, Grant, you're you're up. So, what is your uh... all right? So, in terms of travel stories itself, I don't have one that was an absolute disaster. disaster. My God, it's double Dylan. What is going on? (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Okay, that was all right. Two Dylan's is more than enough. That was two too many Dylan's. If you ask me, one. Um. Um, but, uh, shit, uh, I, I don't have really too, like too many travel stories where it's a complete disaster, but I do have an awful travel story when I was trying to pick up Alec and Halima from the airport. Oh God. Ooh. Oh God. So it's, uh, December of 2017. They just, they come back from, they're coming back from Cabo and then Alec tells me, Hey, you know, we should be landing at. You know, MSP at about 9.45. All right, sweet. So. Uh, I, I have heard this story. So, you know, at about 
you know, nine nine forty five. I hear my phone ring. All right, sweet. Let's do this. Because they're they're flying from Cabo. They got to lay over in Houston, Houston to MSP. Life is good. Well, they forgot to tell me that when Alex's dad booked the flight, there was a second layover in Chicago. <laughs> so they weren't flying from Houston to Minneapolis. They were flying from Houston, Houston to Chicago. To Chicago. God, what a oh. shit show of a trip that is. So, so the landing at 945 was true, but they were landing at 945 in Chicago. <laughs> so then by the time their layover took off, they were going to leave Chicago at 1115 and get to MSP, I think, by like 1230. Something out shit. All right, well, I'm going to set an alarm. I'm going to get to the airport, you know, about, you know, 12, eh, 12.45, 12.50, because they've already done customs. It's midnight. They can get going. They can do their thing, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Well, so I, I leave. I go to the airport, and then right as I just get in my car as I'm driving to the airport, I get a call from Alec, and he goes, hey, heads up. They had to de-ice this plane. We haven't even left Chicago yet. Oh, <laughs> this, no! is, this is midnight, correct? This is midnight. Yeah. And I'm already driving and I'm like, oh, I really don't want to drive home. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home. So I go, I, I go, I go back. It's about, uh, about 12, what? 12, 15 now, 20 minutes go by. Hey, we're still de-icing this plane. We haven't left yet. Oh my God. Okay. So, you know, half hour goes by. It's about 1245. I finally leave and I, I get to the airport. Uh, um, waiting for him, waiting for him, waiting for him. I'm there for about uh, what seems like 40 minutes. Um, and then he, uh, they finally, they finally landed MSP and they call and then they're like, Hey, so, uh, because um, th- then he got then at this point he got the Wi-Fi for the, the plane. He goes, "Hey, we're circling the airport right now for about twenty minutes. There's too much ice on the the, the runways. We can't land." Just <laughs> like traveling in the Midwest in the winter. Traveling in the Midwest in the winter. So I'm at this point where I'm literally sitting in the no parking zone, and MSP for what seems to be like an hour, just waiting, waiting for them to land, waiting for them to land, and they finally come and they're just like. So, hey, we're here, but guess what? Um, we have to check our bags, and we're at the farthest gate away. So it's going to be about a 20, it's going to be about a 15, 20-minute walk from when we get off this plane until we get our bags, and, and we're ready to go. So all in all, the, you know, the supposed to be 9.45 pickup time, it gets to be about 1.45 um, by the time, you know, I pick them up, and then I get home a little after 2 a.m., well, I have to be at work the next morning at seven. I have to be at be at the gym at seven. I, I think I got about three hours of sleep with that, and it was just it was just the worst un god awful experience in trying to pick up someone from the airport. And, and luckily, ever since then, it's been smooth sailing. But what an absolute disaster that was! Yeah, just don't go to MSP on Christmas Eve. Just just no no. Good to know. 
Yeah, my my sister did that. My parents had to pick my sister up there this year, and it was an absolute disaster. Oh my god, it's living hell. It was awful. It sounds terrible. I think yeah, the first the first one was the worst one. Um, after that, I've been 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 fairly lucky. Never had any issues with luggage or anything like that. Or, um, you know, there was one time I was close. This is we were close to missing our connecting flight. I suppose I want to say it was either my senior year of high school or freshman year of college, we were going to Florida and there was a mechanical issue with our flight to Minneapolis. And this was at the time when Dickinson had flights to Minneapolis, but the mechanic in Dickinson quit. So they had to bring in the guy from Bismarck. Oh no. And it was going to be close regardless, but we take off and we, they're like, they, you know, where they say like, you know, if there's people that have to make connecting flights, you know, because it was, it was delayed. There's some that are cutting it close. Please allow them to go and get, get so they can make it to their next plane. And our gate was completely opposite of where we landed. So it was me and some other kid. And luckily it happened then because now we would have missed it. But it was me and this other kid were full on sprinting through the Minneapolis airport, running to our next to our gate, like across the air, the airport. And we make it. I, I get there and I'm like breathing heavy. And I'm I go, OK, we're here. You guys haven't finished boarding yet, have you? They're like, no, we were actually waiting for you. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, I, I just dead sprinted and you guys knew and we were you were waiting for us? <laughs> but we appreciate you being us worrying and getting here as fast as you can. And I was like, huh. All right. Well, we're getting on the plane. So not about five minutes later, parents and whoever else was on that flight showed up. We all got the board. We all made it to Florida. All things good. Life is good. Yeah. So I suppose with that, you guys got anything else? Well, I know that Delta lost Ethan's golf clubs last year. Oh, don't even. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's tough. That's like more valuable than really anything. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'd, I'd walk around naked if, if that meant I had to give, if I got to keep my golf clubs. Put on the show for the people. Yeah. Well, well, not much to show, but it's still a show. Uh, it, there, it, it's something. Best way to put it, but <laughs> but Ethan's going to Carolina, so he won't be with us next weekend. So, Ethan, you enjoy that. I hope I do. I get to golf Monday. Yeah. I can't complain. There, there you go, Grant. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your birthday. Should be good. And with that, I suppose we'll wrap this show up. Thank you guys for listening. Check us out on all of our social media. Go give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram. TikTok, Twitter at 3GTB Podcast. Go subscribe to our YouTube page where we'll be posting the video, the full episode, and some and the cut-ups of the show, which will be released Friday. And that puts a wrap on episode 66 of the Three Guys Talking Ball Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>